Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spin FM. What is up, y'all? John the Rollins. Give me Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden. Talking about... Football. Ooh, the double pause. <laughs> God, double the trouble. I like it. Yeah, man. Let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what I do, man. <laughs> I knew you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> Two Americans. Did you, did you, you checked it out, right? The, uh, oh, the video you sent me with the, the bug flies in the, That was brilliant. Very what fun. really happened? <laughs> God look damn, at him, God look at him. Tied his goddamn country ass down. <laughs> and he, you know, I don't, where was he? Was he in Alabama? Or? Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. So the South, of course. <laughs> but shout out to him for his best, uh, you know. Code switch. White guy voice. Yeah, it's called the ultimate, we call it code switching. Code switch, In the yeah. black neighborhood. Because yeah. uh, when you go to a job interview, you don't talk like you do when you're on the corner with your homies. Did you see this film, Sorry to Bother You? Have you seen this? Of course. I thought it was brilliant. I love, I what's that guy's name, the actor, the main guy? He's in it. He's in that he's show in Atlanta. Get he's out so good. In Atlanta. Uh, I can't he's remember his so, name. He's right so, so, so good. Uh, he's like the, one of the top young actors right now. And it's such a fantastic premise. Yes. Uh, like, oh, you're not doing well at telemarketing because you're not using your white guy voice. You know, <laughs> As, he's like, what? That's a thing. Yeah, uh, and, and we all yeah. have it too. That's the thing. Uh, it's very funny. Yeah, um, That's funny. You guys get to use a white guy voice, but somehow when I use my black guy <laughs> voice, that makes me racist. I'm like not okay with this. What the fuck? Lakeith Stanfield is his name. How come I can't switch my code? <laughs> you can, but then that makes me a racist. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing else to say about that. But yeah, this is no fun. Nah, you know it's not really fair being white these days. <laughs> I feel like so, hey, nobody's a, sticking up for us. There's a group out there that really feels that way, man. <laughs> while you're while you're joking, there's people out there that are really like, man, this is unfair. I hear they have fun hats. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they're about making places great. Yeah, Again? yeah. I don't see why that should be a problem. Uh. But uh, Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the week Super Bowl here. week, bitch. Yeah, man. This is it's been so much. Uh, uh, the awards are. Uh, what we won't even talk about that yet because they're not out yet. The awards are tomorrow. Yeah. So. Oh, but that was one of the things actually that we should talk about is our the things that we picked earlier in the year. We could do that. Okay. Today. We're gonna talk about our awards, the we'll NFL Awards. Yeah. It's we'll- our award show. The Spinafel preseason awards. This is our predictions before the year um, that uh, all came true. So let's see, let's see. You want okay? So beginning of the year, I put together this thing. We picked uh, division winners, mm-hmm. wild card spots. Okay, okay. Who was in the AFC and also in the NFC championship game, mm-hmm. and thus who would make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. We also picked MVP. 
offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, comeback player of the year, and coach of the year. Okay. Okay. We didn't put first coach fired. <clears throat> No, I think okay. we both agreed it was going to be Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. Which, no, uh, after one year, too. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> which turned out to be true. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Let's get into it. Um, let's do it. For our predictions, AFC division winners. Bengals was mine. What's yours? Jonathan, um, uh, Jonathan picked Bills, the Browns, Titans, and the Chiefs. Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs. So you were wrong on one, only one, correct? Yeah, man, Browns. You got all of them except for one. Yeah. I also picked Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs. So pretty close. <laughs> I can't um, do it fast. NFC division winners. Jonathan, you picked the Washington football team, also known as the Washington Commanders. Commanders. We should do it like that every time. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's like a copyright infringement if you don't do it that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Washington Commanders. And the Saints uh-huh. and the Rams and the Packers. It's like a two right. Rams Correct. The, Rams of the Packers. Yeah, because the Cowboys won. Because you talked me out of You talked me out of Washington for our bet. You were like, listen, man. Go with the quarterbacks. Cowboys are going to win. Exactly. And you were right about that. And we thought the Saints were going to be better. Yeah, man. We thought James was going to be healthy. I thought James was going to be healthy all year, and I thought Sean Payton. Actually, hold the phone. I got all of these right. Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Packers. That was my pick for the NFC division. So I got them all right. Wow. You know what? You get more than that. Mm-hmm. You get a you win. Or a- uh, you can call me champ champ. <laughs> Something like that, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well done, man. So you got every one right except for one in the entire league. Which is true for That's our what bet. That's what our bet. This is what our bet was. Yeah, we went with you. And I Well Well done. See? Yeah. Oh man. See? I know things. <laughs> uh moving on. AFC wildcard spot. Jonathan predicted I was all off though. I remember Patriots, that. Ravens, Dolphins. Patriots got a wild card. Yeah, so you got one out of three. One out of there. three. Okay. Um, I picked the same thing actually. Patriots, Ravens, Dolphins. I thought for sure the Ravens. I think that's one of the weirder. They had so conversations. many injuries. They got decimated by injuries. Yeah. Also, a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. They made some big coaching, mistakes. believe it or not. Yeah, too. some coaching errors along the way. Um, Analytics, baby. <clears throat> So crazy. NFC wildcard spots. Jonathan, you picked um, <laughs> 49ers, Bucks, Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, what did one. you get right? 49ers. Because the Bucks won their division. Yeah. I did not do much better uh, because I chose 49ers, Seahawks, and Vikings. Vikings did, right? No. Right? Nope. Seahawks and Vikings were on the outside. It was the Cardinals. Is the Cardinals? It was the 49ers and the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, nobody would have thought the Eagles, Mr. Each and Everybody in the Building. I mean, each, he, each individual, each individual. We like coach, to make fun of this Each guy, individual player, each everybody in, in the middle. He got him to the playoffs. Yeah. Let's see. That's how I feel like it, well, as I'm explaining why I made these picks. Well, what happened? Each, was, each individual, each individual right. coach, so each I was, individual I was, player, each everybody well, in, so in the building. I was thinking at the Saints. <laughs> 
Jonathan's prediction for the AFC championship game was correct. The Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, no, it wasn't correct. Correct. You're, you're correct that you were incorrect. All right. Yes. I was, I was not correct. You were incorrect. Uh, they you were up, half correct. Because they played each other too soon. It should have been. Yeah. It was the game of the damn decade. Uh, I made the same prediction. Also wrong. Bills, Chiefs. Um, and then we made the same prediction for the NFC Championship game as well. Rams, Packers. Too bad the Packers didn't show up. Man, we could have been right about that one. Like, what were they thinking? Mm. Uh, prediction for the Super Bowl. Uh, Jonathan predicted that the Chiefs would be beating the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and I predicted that the Packers would be beating the Bills. Those were That's who I thought was going to be in the Super Bowl. You thought Buffalo's going all the way, huh? I did. I buy, I drank the Kool-Aid. You sure did. I drank, Fool's gold. I drank that Kool-Aid. Um, we both kind of drank it here, too, though. Uh, let's see. For the, um, <laughs> for the awards... <laughs> These are funny. Uh, for MVP, Jonathan, you thought that Russell Wilson was going to take that one home. That did not happen. So close. So close. I, I mean, the awards show is tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm assuming he's not going to win. All right. Assume all you want, man. Uh, I predicted that Patrick Mahomes was going to win the MVP. Possible. Um, we'll no, see. he started off shaky mm. as hell. Who's it going to be? A lot Are they going to give Brady a going away? Rodgers. A lot of people think it's going to be Rodgers. Yeah, it's going to be Rodgers. Uh, offensive player. Of the it should be Jonathan Taylor. I, that would be my vote if I was a vote. I agree. If I could change my Offensive Player of the Year award, which, oh, this is terrible. Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> you picked Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. which is a fair vote. Yeah. I, however, picked Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> which looking back on it now. A what if. Uh, he's going to be an NFL what if. I thought he was going to have a big comeback thing, but uh. anyway. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. You might be dead right about that one. Yeah, man. Can't go wrong with him. Uh, I selected Miles Garrett, mm. which is yeah, also a solid choice, but yeah. I don't think he's going to win. He's top 10. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Jonathan. You picked Trevor Lawrence. Possible. No. I, I highly doubt that. No. Uh, I picked Mac Jones, who's definitely... Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to win it. He's in the running, for sure. Uh, no, it's going to be Chase Young. I think it's going to be Chase Young. But yeah. yeah. De- defensive Rookie of the Year, I think you got this one. You picked uh, Micah Parsons. Did I say it right? <laughs> I said Micah Parsons. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've started? You win. <laughs> when I go to say his name, I just think of what the – I try to say the opposite of what I think it is, mm. and then I get it – because I still, for some reason, want to call him Mika. Yeah. Well, you got it right. Maybe I've been living in Sweden for too long. Yeah. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, I chose Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you got that. <laughs> J-O-K. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> Comeback Player of the Year, you, we both picked Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to win that. And Coach of the Year, we have... I like scars. Coach of the Year, we both picked Sean McDermott. Damn. Nah. Mm-mm. Coach of the Year is going to be it's Zach be, Taylor. Really? I think it's going to be... You think it's going to be uh, the one who lost to Zach Taylor? I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. Yeah. 
based on I think it's I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel based on their their regular season success considering what they lost along the way and yeah. how they were able to continue. They were one of the few teams of the year that managed to be consistent or more consistent, I guess. I mean, they did have yeah. some shocking... The losses that they have were a little like, really? They're also one of four teams that are in the AFC South, so... The AFC South <laughs> is trash, for exactly. sure. So no, you're 100% A little right bit there. easier to you're keep, 100% keep it afloat right if you're playing against I'm the a little more impressed that the Bengals managed to win their division, so... You're right. The team that's the most uh, disappointed has got to be the Colts. Uh yeah, for sure. Gotta be. Yeah. To fall out of it like that at the end. The Colts and the Browns, I would say. It helped give us a great but thanks to the Colts, because they gave us a great playoffs. Mm. We got a fucking fantastic playoffs thanks to them fucking up like that. Yeah. Thank you, Colts. So, thank you. We you hope- knew what you were up to. You you get that was, that was taking one for the team. Yeah. Ultimate take one for the team. Those fucking guys. I can't believe they imploded <laughs> at the end like that. Nor can I. Unbelievable. Uh, poor Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel worse for him <clears throat> than anyone. Because he did his motherfucking job. <laughs> you sound like somebody auntie. Mm-hmm. He done his motherfucking job. <laughs> See, now there I go again. There's my black voice. Was it? That sounded just like a southern voice. I, don't, I wouldn't call that a black voice. Okay, good. <laughs> He done his motherfucking job. No, yeah, I guess a that black was a, voice. Okay, now here we go. <laughs> no, here we go. <laughs> I don't want to make you be thinking about that shit, man. <laughs> it's the last thing we need to do. Speaking of racism, yes. Uh, Roger Goodell gave a speech yesterday. Uh, shout out to, to Roger Goodell and all they're trying to do as an organization <laughs> to move forward the conversation on race. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he gave his annual uh, State of the League address. Oh, State of the League. Are they calling it that? <laughs> yeah, some people call it that. Um, he spoke about a lot of things. We don't have to go into detail about this, but of course he. But we're gonna play the entire speech for you all. Yeah, a- <laughs> he acknowledged the existence of the Brian Flores suit and talked about how they're not doing enough with diversity. What if he'd have been like, uh, "Well, about Brian Flores' suit, I like the purple." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the tie. Hot take. I think purple looks good on black people. <laughs> It's not a race problem in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what else was uh, he saying? Any meat on that bone? No. No, just that he says that they're going to look into it. They obviously are going to look into this accusation of being paid to this lose This baseless, games. false accusation. It's the same bullshit. Just baseless. Yeah. He talked about the lack of minority head coaching hires. A lot of people this week have been talking about how the Rooney rule either needs to be thrown out or just reimagined um yeah it's not working because it's become just a, a joke a procedural obstacle that everyone has figured out a way to work around um crazy that they're trying to work around it he also spoke about the washington commanders, commanders. uh there's new allegations um there's a bit of a confusion dan snyder has announced that they are hiring a new investigator to look into these claims uh, while Roger Goodell says that the team will not be hiring an investigator, but the league will. So it's like there's a little confusion here as to what's going on. But apparently he's promised that whatever is a result of that investigation this time will be made public. Um, oh. We'll see. What are they investigating now? 
they're investigating. They scrubbed all the shit now, right? No, they're they're investigating one of the newer claims that came out from the con- congressional roundtable. There was one, a woman who I think she was a former cheerleader or something. She claims that he, she claims that Dan Snyder at a dinner party put his hand on her leg and was like kind of fondling her and she pushed his hand away and that, you know, she kind of had to get away from him. And then when she was leaving the party that he tried to force her into his limousine. Oh my God. And she was kind of like pushing him back and all this stuff. And it wasn't until Dan Snyder's lawyer stepped in and said, Hey Dan, this is a very, very bad idea. Maybe you need to let it go. And that was actually what, what led to her kind of getting away from him. Holy shit. Yeah. So this is one of the newer allegations. And this is one out. of the 32 owners. Correct. Correct. And, the, and one of the few with a minority head coach. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got the one, uh, Stephen Ross had a minority head coach. Don't they have then, a minority GM too? Yeah. Yeah, they did that too. Or president. Was it a GM or president? Somebody in the front office, a leader in the front office was recently, uh, was hired last season or this season since it's still going. Um, Wow. He also uh, spoke about the Denver Broncos being for sale. I don't know if we as a group, SmenFL, could maybe sort of yeah. Pool our money together, and we could own the Denver Broncos together as a group. Let me look at fun. my bank account. We got we're doing dollars. Is this in dollars they're taking? Yeah, yeah. I okay. can tell you that the estimated uh, sort of asking price uh-huh. is somewhere in the neighborhood of four billion dollars. Okay, let me see that. So, you check what you got. I got eighteen dollars. What you got? Yeah, <laughs> I got a little more than that, but I, I think we're gonna need more than that for a down payment. <laughs> can I put this on credit? <laughs> <laughs> Can I pay y'all later? <laughs> y'all do IOUs, Mr. Goodell. <laughs> I'm bringing my black friend. Sell us the team. Let's yeah, go. Hey, hey, hey. Minority owner. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> yes. I have Swedish citizenship now, so uh, technically that makes me a minority in America. Yeah. yeah. I'm Swedish. I'm a minority Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You, you minority uh, as hell. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. Bill's stadium negotiation sounds boring. <laughs> ah, just uh, the final cherry on top. The one thing that matters to us all here yes. in Sweden, the NFL is planning to play a game next year in Germany. Yeah, that is going to be awesome. Uh, the plan, I wish I had a team to cheer for. The plan is to play a game in Munich. Um, they're claiming there will be a total of four games in Germany over the next four years. Uh, okay. Two of those will be in Munich, and the others will be in Frankfurt. Ooh, um, I've Frankfurt. never been to uh, they either. Stay one. out of Frankfurt. I've never been to either one of these cities. I've been to Frankfurt. Have you a military base or something? Because mm-hmm. I've been to Berlin. I've been to Hamburg. I've been to Hamburg, and too. I've driven. I did a little mini road trip through. Yeah, Germany. I've done some driving around. I've been to Germany a few times when I was in the mm. Air Force. Good times in Germany. Mm. I think this could be really fun to go Definitely. to the Munich. I'm hoping that maybe it's the maybe the pa- the Packers are the only team that hasn't played. I think the Packers are the only team that hasn't played in Europe. My Packers since yeah. Speaking of which, okay, I know you're searching for a new team. Yeah, okay, it's official, y'all. I'm searching for a new team. Searching for a new. I'm team. I'm a free agent. I'm I was out thinking here about you taking all offers, and I went. And I, of course, this exa- I was talking to Saga. I was like talking about how you were searching for a new team. And she was like, well, why doesn't he just take a quiz? And I was like, huh? 
She's like, the quiz. There must be like a quiz. There's quizzes about everything on the internet yeah. where you can like. I was like, oh Damn. yeah, you're right. Shout out to Saga. So I found multiple quizzes that where you can answer a series of questions and and it will tell you which team you should support. Now, I I didn't just want to throw one at you, okay? Because I the first one I took. I answered a series of questions and it told me that I should be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, and I shit. said, fuck nah. that. Quiz. I was like, no, fuck that. And then I went back to the same, <laughs> that guy. To the same quiz. Uh-huh. And I answered all the same questions differently. And the result was still, you Dallas should be Cowboy. a Dallas. I was like, motherfuckers, this Jerry Jones putting this goddamn <laughs> thing. Like everything. It doesn't matter what you answer. You should be a Cowboys fan. Uh, eventually I found one and I answered all the questions honestly the way I would normally answer them and it came back and said you should be an Atlanta Falcons fan oh wow <laughs> which I was a little surprised so I was like well this must be the only authentic quiz out there yeah so sounds, I saved the link legit. I can send it to you yeah. and we'll see we'll see what happens what happens if if what if every quiz I take tells me that I should cheer for the Dolphins what do I do then now here's the thing I'm on loan as a fan I I agree. I, I'm I, on loan. I can understand the that. Dolphins can. If Stephen Ross were to sell the team tomorrow, then I would have zero seasons as not a Dolphins fan. You know what I mean? Right. I would just go right back on board. But I just can't root for a team who has an owner, especially somebody who's purchased merchandise like myself. Right. And part of that money was, you know, the amount of money I gave him for the merch, he could technically be using that same money to try to bribe the coach to make my Sunday suck. Right. And I just can't get over that. So. And I actually kind of admire it. Like, there's nothing I hate more than these fucking retards who who go out of their way to do this public display of burning all of their, the team, you know, burning all this yeah, merch no, that not. they bought. Like, it's just, it's the most ridiculous, self-centered, please look at me, I'm looking for the likes kind of bullshit thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not down with it. I, if you want to take your gear and put it in the closet and come back later when things are settled, yeah. to me that makes more sense. That's gonna that's gonna be me. I'm not. It's not a hatred for the team. It's just a. Hmm. I just finally reached the end of my road, man, and I can't. I, I understand that. I, I can't feel good rooting for a team that did that, man. I mean, that whose owner did that, and 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 the way they treated the coach on the way out. Just the, a coach that I thought was doing well gave me the best two seasons in a long time mm-hmm. where I felt like, wow, we got it. We're almost there. And then they fire him and talk shit about him on the way out. It's just, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a free agent. I might have a season of no team. Right. Um, Our friend Martin was like, you can't cheer for another team, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a big time uh he's a big time sports fan he's like you can't you can't do that and i was like i, I told him i was leaning towards a certain team yeah and he was like what you're you're from miami you root for the other miami teams you can't he just it just didn't click to him that it, it was is, possible it is hard to fake a fandom in a particular team yeah uh, the, the way i would have to do it was is to get madden right Again, I had stopped. I've stopped. I had stopped playing Madden for a few years now. Yeah. To focus on uh, my career. <laughs> uh, seriously, that's how yeah. much I played Madden. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I had to take something out of my life. Blah blah blah. Madden was it, and uh, Madden made me know the Dolphins so well that it was like, 
it's just another level of fandom. Right. So what I would probably do is if I did choose another team is I would get Madden and then start a franchise with that team. Right. Interesting. And try okay. To yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 done, man. And my boys, I'm I'm sorry, man. I love y'all, Rob, Stefan. We watch every week, all of the games. But you're no longer invited over next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not a fan, um, uh, I could uh, we, we can watch Red Zone. <laughs> we'll go over to the Dolphins when they get in the Red Zone. <laughs> Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's my situation right now. I'll wow. update y'all if I renege and fall back in somehow, because you know it's an abusive it's an abusive relationship. Right. They've been treating me like shit for over twenty years. Yeah. And this was the this was that uh, breaking point. I think it's warranted. Given that, look, you know, if you're a fan of any team for any real length of time, they're bound to disappoint you. Yeah. Uh, this is a different level of disappointment in my opinion. Um, it's downright scandalous yeah, uh, and shameful. And if it was my team, I, I would, I would have to walk away for a while. Mm. Yeah. I might just uh, need, I might need a long, I might need a long walk, the, a long season, a season off maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. To like, you know, a chance to see other people. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll come back to it. And then depending on who's when wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's my team. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a uh Los Angeles Bengals fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um What else we got on the docket? Well, moving on to the Super Bowl specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it would be kind of fun to sort of dabble a little bit in we did this last season. You know, some of the Super Bowl history. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, the Super Bowl came to be largely because the the American Football League, the the AFC or the AFL, mm-hmm. uh, was a rival league to the NFL. And when these two merged, that was when they created the Super Bowl. Um Originally, it was called the AFL NFL World Championship Game. Oh, this should keep. This should bring that back. What a uh, ring that has to it. I know it gets worse though. Who was it? Pete Rozelle, the commissioner of the NFL at the time. His idea. He had a few different ideas. He wanted to call. Uh, he had an idea to call it the big one. <laughs> uh, he also had another idea to call it the Pro Bowl. Okay. They had found some use for that later, obviously. Yeah. And the last idea was to call it the World Series of Football. Oh, my gosh. Uh, None of those really stuck. So much swagger. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was actually Lamar Hunt, the guy who was the owner of the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Damn. He was the one who came up with the title Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, And it kind of caught on in the media. And so the first, I think the first four Super Bowls were called the... AFC or the NFC AFL game. NFL championship game, okay. and they renamed them Super Bowl one, two, three, and four okay. like retroactively. Okay, so it was after Super Bowl four that they started calling it Super Bowl. Um, yeah, the winners of the Super Bowl they get to keep the trophy, which is kind of cool. Um, unlike in the NHL, correct? Yeah, but that's cool in its own way too. The NHL has its own cool thing because everyone who wins the Stanley Cup gets their name on the cup. Um, And when it fills up the the Stanley Cup, it's built out of these metal rings. 
And when it gets full of names, they take the bottom ring off mm-hmm. and they stick that ring in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Nice. So you're you're always on the cup. We uh, uh we uh, I used to work at an organic market mm-hmm. in Hornstool, and there were a few. There was one guy who played on the uh, I think New Jersey where they they won in like 2013 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. The Devils, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Uh, and he he was he was uh, he would always come in there because he was on this strict diet, and their trainer was uh like he wanted them to have organic foods, mm-hmm. so they would cu- pop in there. These NHL players would come in there <laughs> and just buy a whole bunch of organic fruits and vegetables oh, wow. for their diet or whatever. And it was, and you could just see these athletes just walking. And one dude came in in a walking boot because he had just been injured or whatever. Mm. And I was like, "Damn, I wish I knew, followed hockey. I'd be more stoked. I was stoked just because yeah. they're NHL players." And then I'm looking up their contracts, like, "Damn, yeah. these motherfuckers making money." One of my closest <laughs> encounters cool. with an NHL hockey team was actually a disappointing one because I worked at this restaurant in in uh, Venice Beach, California. And you know, when you work in a restaurant, like if you close at a certain time if somebody comes in 10 minutes before you close you still have to serve them you know but you're like motherfucker and this gang of guys came in and sat down on the patio 10 minutes before we were gonna close and i was like fuck and (laughs) i went outside and i looked at this fucking guy and i was like i know this guy's face and he's like hey i'm here with my with my teammates we're the philadelphia flyers (laughs) <laughs> we want to get something to eat. And I was like, oh, man, I know who you motherfuckers are. Fucking Philadelphia Flyers coming in, <laughs> ruining my goddamn Sunday afternoon. And it was Rick Tockett from the Philadelphia Flyers. I was like, I know who you are, Rick. What just a cool ass name. Take a seat. He is a, he's a cool player. Rick just, Tockett. As a Rangers fan, you, you hate the Flyers. Okay. Uh, but that's <laughs> a cool name, Rick Tockett. Anyway, moving on to back to the Super Bowl. The, uh, the Super Bowl was. Between the AFC and the NFC, they were tied 27 to 27 in Super Bowl wins until the Bucks won last year. So now the oh. NFC is up 28 to 7. Wow. Uh, tickets for the Super Bowl has been a big topic. Fuck them, man. Uh, tickets to the first Super Bowl, the average ticket for the first Super Bowl was $6 for the Super Bowl. I was talking shit about Disney World. Mm. And last, now it's six grand. Episode. What's the average now? Six thousand. It's I, I, that, I thought you were joking. It's the average ticket is six thousand. Yeah. Fuck them, man. Mm-hmm. I might take a break for an NFL, man. It'd be just you here. Thirty uh, <laughs> thirty second commercial for the first Super Bowl was forty two thousand uh, dollars. Thirty second commercial for this Super Bowl will be on average between five and seven million dollars. I mean, how much money do they need to make? I don't know. Like, how much is enough? I don't know. Like, why does the ticket have to cost that much when you're charging as much for the commercial? This is also the second largest day for U.S. food consumption after Thanksgiving, of course. <laughs> Shout out uh, to America. Super Bowl is among the most watched sporting events in the world. It is the is the second only, it's the second most annual sporting event. It's second only to the UEFA Champions League final. Okay. Which you Europeans, you know all about that shit. I thought we were number one. Champions League is bigger. But America thinks they're number one, so that must mean yeah, something. That's got to mean something. I that's think that count. pushes us. Thinking that you're number yeah, one must count us. for yeah, something. It's got to be. Yeah. Right? Do they, do they say the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance every morning before school? No. No. So we're obviously better. No, no, no. Definitely not. <laughs> you got to pledge allegiance to your flag every morning after breakfast. 
first globally broadcasted Super Bowl was Super Bowl 17 between the Dolphins and the, well, they were the Redskins at the time. Whoa, watch they're, your mouth. But they're Skiff. now the Commanders. <laughs> broadcast over 180 countries globally. Wow. Uh, what else? Oh, the halftime show. That's been funny. Did you see that thing I sent you? I didn't get to watch it. It's pretty fascinating, actually. Uh, there's an article. I'll post it on the Facebook group. It's essentially about how the halftime show as we know it came into existence. Because the first, you know, like the Super Bowl up until, I guess, the 90s, early 90s, um, was basically marching bands, cheerleaders. Oh, really? Uh, the releasing of pigeons and whatnot. Bud Bowl. Uh, no, I'm talking about before that. But then what happened was is that all of the different channels recognized that the Super Bowl halftime show was whack, <laughs> uh, and they started programming against it and advertising ah. like, hey, during the halftime show, tune in over here and watch this thing for 20 minutes instead. I remember MTV would do concerts. Yeah, and the story that I sent you is essentially about this guy who came up with this idea, and he pitched. He was the one who first pitched the idea to the NFL. Like, hey, uh, he was the guy who had teamed Michael Jackson and Pepsi together. Mm-hmm. Remember that commercial yeah. ad that they did? Well, Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire in the Correct. commercial. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had this idea of w- the Super Bowl as we know it now. Like, let's get like big time musical stars to perform. At your halftime. I heard Michael Jackson interrupted their meeting and was like, don't trust him. Don't trust him. He fucked my hair up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Unsurprisingly, the NFL was like, no, we're going to keep doing our marching band thing. Uh, And so this same guy turned to um, Fox, the channel Fox, Mm -hmm. the entertainment And they used to be edgy, yeah. And because they were kind of the odd man out in the broadcast game back in those days. And he specifically put together a, a, an agreement which led to a 20 to 25-minute version of the show in living color. He approached the Wayans Brothers mm-hmm. and that, that sketch comedy show yeah. and said, hey, why don't we do a Super Bowl, like something, like let's program against them. And it was so popular uh, that it led to another... Like they've wound up dragging so many people away when they looked at the ratings, they drew them away from watching the actual halftime show to watching wow. this living color thing that it produced the second meeting with this guy in which he essentially delivered Michael Jackson as the artist who would perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. And that's how it led to this explosion of what it is. What year was this? I don't remember 90s. the exact year. What? Yeah, it's got to be the 90s. Yeah, had to be the 90s. Anyway, I'll In post it. Color. It's a pretty fascinating show. Yeah, we'll put it on Patreon. The guy who, um, the guy who came up with it, he's he's now passed away, but his wife oh, no. was was talking about it, and it was, um, yeah, it was a cool article. It was kind of interesting to see how that that all came uh, together. Uh, because really of, cool. I wish I would, <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. The link you sent me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, with this particular Super Bowl, we have two teams. Well, we have the Bengals who've never won it. Right. I even remember though they they've went. been there. I was sad when they lost. Twice they've been there. They got beat by the 49ers, 49ers both times. Yeah. Uh, and then you have um, the Rams who won it in St. Louis, but they've never won it in L.A. Mm. What a Super Bowl when they mm. when they won. 
Greatest show on turf. Remember Stopped him on the one yard at line. The one, eight inches. Yeah. yeah. What a Super Bowl. And I really wanted McNair to win the Super Bowl for obvious reasons. Mm. To break the myth of the black quarterback that can't do it. Right. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Jeez. Yeah, but we that myth had already been broken, though. You I know, had, Doug uh, Williams. Doug Williams. But I still wanted, I mean, there was still going around that black people, you know, he was the exception type of thing. You know what I'm right. saying? And then McNair is like setting the league on fire. Oh, it, wasn't, Warren Moon. it wasn't the black guy. It was just John Riggins. <laughs> <laughs> John Riggins, the running back. He's the one who really. Yeah. <laughs> the black guy never would have done it without the white guy. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> the whole team needs to be black to break the myth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 ah, but the coach was white. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. throwing it out there. <laughs> white people are good. That stuff. I'm just saying. But what a what a play! <laughs> and that was a uh, yeah, that was insane. I was good getting tackled right there. Um, I have um been a little obsessed over the last few weeks about looking into various Super Bowl scandals. Okay. Uh, which I thought would be fun to talk about. This one was one of my. F- I remember this one. It was uh, the Harbaugh Bowl with yeah, the two Harbaugh brothers. Or so, right? It was also known as the Blackout Bowl. I remember this. Um, That's when shit switched too. It was crazy. the uh, the The Ravens um, were playing the 49ers, 49ers, yeah, and the game was interrupted for thirty four minutes, um, because of a. a or yeah, it, because of a partial, it was a power outage in in the Superdome mm-hmm. in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was let's see, the power failed with 13 minutes and 22 seconds remaining in the third quarter, and the Ravens were up 28 to six. When the power came back on, the 49ers mounted a near epic comeback, scoring 17 points in the third quarter, eight points in the fourth quarter, but the Ravens held on to win 34 to 31. Naturally, this led to more than a few conspiracies as to who shut the lights off. Yeah, um, it was uh, <laughs> it was the father Harbaugh. It would have been an absolute <laughs> nightmare had the Forty ers won that football game. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Like With if the, the Ravens had blown the lead after yeah. the lights went out, that would have been that would have been crazy. That was yeah. Uh, one of the other scandals which I thought was interesting. This one happened in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. This was the Ray Lewis debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the game you're talking about, actually, the one where they came up short. The mm-hmm. what does Ray Lewis have to do with that? He was there as a spectator. Oh, mm-hmm. um, with the dude that got killed. Exactly. Uh, but Ray, Ray Lewis was in Atlanta as a spectator, uh, and at a nearby Super Bowl party, Lewis and his associates uh, were involved <laughs> in a. A uh, kerfuffle that led to a stabbing <laughs> by <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. God damn, have you seen that? Uh, he, he beat the shit out of that dude. Yeah, they he, beat. He the and shit. his yeah, yeah, he and his boys. Four dudes. Uh, so anyway, it led to the stabbing death of two men. Oh, I didn't know two guys. Uh, with Lewis and his friends speeding away from the scene in a limo covered in blood. Uh, yeah. That 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 was not a good look. Ultimately, he snitched, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, for which he was sentenced to twelve months probation. But he didn't he snitch. He must have snitched. I'm pretty sure he snitched. Yeah. What was the misdemeanor that he? I mean, he they fled the scene. That's part of it. It's gotta yeah, I be guess something. so. He was fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars by the NFL. Uh, yeah. 
I'd have paid that shit. And then he still came back and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, man. He's he? he still <laughs> amazing. He went to a really good college. Which one? Oh, did he go to the he U? Went to the U. He, he went to the U. He went to the U. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My man, former Hurricane Ray Lewis. <laughs> uh, the next scandal I found kind of fascinating because, I mean, just to wrap your head around this, Raiders center Barrett Robbins goes missing ahead of Super Bowl 35, 6, 7, 37, right? Mm-hmm. This dude, was he was previously uh, had been diagnosed with depression um, as early as 1997. Okay. And then the day of the game, Robbins is an absolute fucking no-show. Like, he just doesn't show up for the game. It's in San Diego. Um, it took several years to actually get this full story to come out. I think it came out like like maybe five or six years ago. We eventually learned that Robbins missed the game after leaving his San Diego hotel without his wallet or his cell phone to party in Tijuana, Mexico. That's, uh, that, I thought you said that was going to explain it. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. Soon after he was hospitalized and diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, wow. 2004, he tested positive for steroids. What? There's no steroids in the NFL. And uh, released by the Raiders. Uh, soon it would be apparent that the end of his NFL career was basically the least of his problems. Um, okay. He started self-medicating, drank a lot, eventually got in even more trouble with the law. Sentenced to five years for his involvement in a Miami shooting in 2005. Was Ray Lewis there? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably Miami must have had something to do with it. Everybody gets in trouble in Miami. Uh, We're going to get to that later, too. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. So that was a big one. A similar scenario, Cincinnati Bengals fullback Stanley Wilson, 1989, preparing for the big game in Miami mm. ahead of the Super Bowl. 8 p.m. the night before, the Bengals... We're supposed to face the San Francisco 49ers. Wilson told some of his teammates, hey, I I forgot my playbook, bro. I got to go back to my room and get my playbook. I forgot my playbook. Exactly. Uh, His teammates waited for over 20 minutes before sending someone to retrieve him. Um, Yeah. He, he and they found him in his hotel covered in his face covered in cocaine. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Exactly. Um, Perfect. Yeah. They found him wow. in his Holiday Inn in Plantation, Florida. Oh, that's for a lot of that's up there. Mm-hmm. That's up north. Yep. He was sweating and shivering. White powder was evident on his nose and upper lip. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just trying to make a tackle. <laughs> I just, I'm still looking for my playbook. I can't find a goddamn thing. I think it's under the white stuff. Let me go keep looking. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. I think if I sniff more, just give me two more sniffs, coach. <laughs> What team was it? Bengals. Bengals. All right. Now, I, I bring like, this I up. I put stripes down. Yeah. <laughs> but I bring this up because there are a number of like Super Bowl scandals, which are very much qualify as cautionary tales mm-hmm. for for these teams. Like, you know, be careful. Yeah. Like, even Alvin Kamara just got in trouble at the Pro Bowl, for Christ's sakes. Like, they uh, put the Pro Bowl in Vegas. How about we just, just stay away from Vegas, everybody? Uh, March 1999, this dude was also sentenced to 22 years in prison under California's God damn. three strikes law. Um, that's not like, was the, the 
Apparently, he was breaking into houses in Long Beach. I hate the three, three strikes thing, man. Through, oh, dude, it's bad. Don't get me started on that. Uh, 13th Amendment. I thought this was kind of interesting. You know how a lot of people talk about how the Bills, the 90s Bills, how they lost four Super Bowls in a row? Yeah. Uh, there was a rumor that came out a few years ago from a former Cowboys player. He was on the Mike and Mike Speaking of. show. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he said, as much as everyone talked about how experienced the Bills were back then, they apparently partied harder than any other team. Oh, he said that's all we heard about the entire week in L.A. in the '92 before the '92 Super Bowl that the Bills players were out Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. A couple of guys got into altercations at the clubs, uh, and you know, just got into all kinds of trouble. So. It, yeah, <laughs> so apparently these guys were not good to go. That okay. that rumor was also evident in in another story that I read about the Patriots that lost to uh, to Brett Favre's Packers. Okay, that they oh, were getting so. shit faced the three or four days like leading up to the, something like that. Um, I remember that with Bill Parcells, right? He was a coach. <clears throat> yep, Nipplegate, also another good Super Bowl scandal. I remember that. Um, Have you seen her documentary yet? No, I haven't. I want to check it out, man, because there's a lot of heat coming at Justin Timberlake. He's like, a, uh, come out and apologize and everything. Yeah. Exposing her breasts, which was so obviously a part of the choreography. It's like, everybody get the fuck out of here so with that. So the, the explanation, whether you believe this or not, was that she had a bra underneath this bustier type thing. And the idea was that he was supposed to rip away the bustier part and it was going to expose the bra. But he actually had a pasty over her nipple. Yeah, exactly. It was purposely done. They call them talking about wardrobe malfunction. No, it was just they thought they could get away with it. And they did it and it was received okay. Like as it happened, it was like and she had the fake shock on her face when mm. it happened. And then uh then the next day people start complaining and then everybody starts backtracking. Yeah. Maybe they didn't clear it with the channel. I personally think that my favorite sca- types of scandals are the ones that introduce a completely new type of terminology into the lexicon. Oh, yeah. Like the idea of wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Nobody had never, those never words had that, never like. been uttered next to one another or, before. Or locker room talk. Exactly. <laughs> right? With yeah. the Trump <laughs> saying what he said, and then all of a sudden it becomes locker room talk. Mm hmm. I love it. Uh, The final scandal that I would like to talk to you about is about a former Falcon, safety Eugene Robinson. We do not care. (laughs) Oh, you're going to love this. Talk about fall from grace. Okay. January 1999, the Atlanta Falcons were, surprise, surprise, in Miami. Oh, yeah. I think it has something to do with Miami, to be honest (laughs) with you. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, Preparing to take on the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 33. Uh, the day before the big game, Robinson was awarded the Bart Star Award, given annually to a player who best exemplifies outstanding character and leadership in the home, on the field, and in the community. That's a bold statement. I think you might know where I'm headed with this. I mean, if he got that, you know he's going to be. It's going to be a great story. He's going to get up, family. He's a stand-up guy. Yeah, stand-up guy, family. Where's the scandal? Uh, I don't friend, get it. I don't see scandal. The scandal is that he didn't have more. Uh, two wives and two families. You know what I mean? Like, because he's such <laughs> an upstanding citizen. So continue. I would like to hear the rest of this wonderful story that's coming. Well, a few hours <laughs> after being awarded the Bart Star <laughs> Award, uh, he would be arrested for solicitation of a prostitute who turned out to be an undercover cop. Huh. <laughs> uh, 
the story was an absolute fucking dumpster fire on the day of the game, right? We wake up Super Bowl Sunday morning to hear this story. Uh, it was a huge game day distraction, made Oof. even worse given by the fact that his wife and his kids were also in town to watch the big game. Um, Damn! I'm not. No, you're not fucked up. Yeah. It also no. caused one of those stupid fucking... You know how these fucking religious people talk? Dan Reeves, of course, he's a fucking oh, yeah. hardo Christian guy. He had some kind of... Co- when they asked him about it, he said, well, you know, the devil never rests. <laughs> <laughs> like, somehow the devil went up to Eugene Robinson's hotel room and said, hey, I got hey, some hookers out here, you brother. Want, you want some uh, police pussy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, things went from bad to worse when they allowed him to play. The game was quite. They cool. allowed him to play. They allowed him to play. Robinson. <laughs> what? Robinson gave up an eighty-yard touchdown reception to Broncos receiver Rod Smith, giving um the Broncos a seventeen to three lead over the. Fa- so the game was still close at that point. Uh, later in the fourth quarter, he missed a tackle. Uh, oh, against man. Terrell Davis that that led to Davis going on this long ass run and then you it, are trash. So like we were basically in the game towards yeah. the end of the third quarter and then it, at the end it's thirty four to nineteen it was just an absolute fucking and they and they they realized that this guy had not slept all night because he had been in jail all night yes yeah, maybe a bad idea and then moment. he had to face the media as soon as he got out of jail and then he they were stupid enough to put him on the field <laughs> and, and he just got roasted. Um. So yeah. Um. Great job, Dan Reeves. Yeah. The devil was busy in the secondary. Yeah. The de- <laughs> it's like that the old song. The devil ain't lazy. The devil ain't lazy. The devil ain't lazy. The devil got cardio. He's coming for you. <laughs> the devil been on the treadmill waiting for your ass. The devil ain't lazy, and God's away on business. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a video of this? Uh, very recently, this pastor was trying to do a demonstration of uh, how faith can be Oh, nasty. is this the guy who spits? Spits in his oh, hand and Jesus wipes it on the dude's Christ. face? No, I can't go there. Uh, I can't do it. So horribly disgusting. It's not. That's just not right. He was like, <laughs> this is the, what the audio sounds like. So every sometimes when you... <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. And he's like, so some... Sometimes faith is nasty. <laughs> and then he <laughs> and does another loogie gathering and spits in his hand and wipes it on this dude's face. Fucking disgusting. Ugh. In the name of Jesus. Yuck. Um, on to the game. Yeah, man. Super Bowl Sunday. What do you think? Uh, I'm excited. I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care. It's not for one of the... <laughs> For, and lately, I haven't had a season where I am not hating the Patriots because they've been so good all the time. So a lot of times I'm actively rooting against the team. When I wanted the Chiefs to get there first, when I was actively rooting for that, you know what I mean? I have no dog in the fight this time. I think it's cool if either team wins. It'll be really cool to see the Bengals win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll also be cool to see the Rams win. Like I'm just, I hate to do the cliche, but I'm just looking forward to a good game. Right. It's so cool. I don't, and then depending on what team I end up uh, joining next, it might be I'm be, might be rooting for a rival or something. But <laughs> I don't even have that problem right now. On a personal level, I feel somewhat torn uh, mm-hmm. because you know. Oh, here we go. My girl Let is. Let me get ready. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. Well, because my girl Saga, she's she's, I, I'm really proud of her for mm-hmm. the fact that she picked a team 
And even though they were terrible at the time when she picked them, yep. she stuck with it. It sounds like a personal attack on a certain listener. Not uh, well. <laughs> Pick a fucking team himself. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she stuck with it. Stuck with her team. She uh-huh. stuck with her team, even though they lost two games the year she picked them, and mm-hmm. then only four the next. And you mean they won? They only won two, and then they only won four. Right. And 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 now they're on their way to the Super Bowl. So I'm really happy for her. Yeah, me too. And and she feels really invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But I got three former Bulldogs on the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was waiting on that shit, I man. I got my yeah. man Sony Michelle. I got my man Leonard Floyd. And I got my man Matthew Stafford <laughs> on the Rams. <laughs> so I, I just think. feel like, you know, for me, it's sort of a uh, win-win. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I, uh, yeah. I, but I will say the Bengals are more fun. The, uh, the Rams are fun, too. It's two fun teams in the Super Bowl. Uh, the home team has maybe the worst home field advantage in the league. You know what? So the, it's kind of cool. One of the things that, I, that sort of makes me lean Bengals a little bit is also kind of related to how these two teams have been built. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bengals did it, quote-unquote, the right way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they. it's not like they did it entirely through the draft. I mean, they picked up some key free agents, They did how you supposed to do it, yeah. Um, what's his name? Trey Hendrickson, mm-hmm. Eli Apple. They both plucked from the Saints. Yeah. Um, but they got they got those sort of, like, tier two free agents, yeah. whereas the Rams went after stars. And gave up their draft. Like, and gave up more, everything. Yeah. And the reason why I prefer the way the Bengals are doing it is because – I'm thinking about it more from the perspective of like if I were a fan, like a true fan of this team, for me, that's a more sustainable model. Like, are we going to be surprised three years from now when the Rams are at the bottom of the NFC West and we're like, well, how does fuck those picks look now? You know what I mean? It's like, because I'm looking at the Falcons that way. Not that they, they'd made a completely different error in the sense that they're like, almost half of their salary cap is dedicated to like four players. All right. So they completely fucked themselves and they can't rebuild because they're always over the cap because they're, I think Matt Ryan is making like 45 million a year or something like that. So yeah. it's like, I mean, he alone takes up like 25% of their cap space. It's ridiculous. Uh, so that's like, when I look at the way the Bengals put their organization, put that team together, it's like, like that's how I would rather my team be yeah. constructed. Plus, plus, you know what player you're gonna be able to get a closer relationship to players and all of that mm. if they build it that way. Mm. But the way the Rams are building it, you don't know who's gonna be on that team, and in, in, like you said, in three years because mm. it's not sustainable. And if there's an injury or two, the depth behind it can't be that it can't be that deep. No, because you, it's, everything's front loaded. So. I mean, they've managed to find some key... They happen to be using this strategy and have a coach that can work on the fly, basically. Sure. So it looks like McVay probably... I mean, he's the real deal. I actually think the one thing that's consistent between the two teams, obviously because these, you know, Zach Taylor and uh, Sean McVay have worked together, but I think the two of them, as much as we like to sort of make fun of, you know, these young hotshot coaches, one thing that I do like about a, a lot of these guys is that they're bringing a new approach to specifically to how they relate to their players that, you know, 
you know, we put a lot of stock over the years in these guys who were like, There's, he's a leader of men. <laughs> you know what I mean? That whole stuff. But it, it, it seems very emblematic to me, especially when you look, if anyone's read about the, um, you know, the, the Harbaugh interviewing with the Vikings, like how that scenario managed to implode. Like he apparently, he, Harbaugh uh, appeared to be an absolute shoe-in for the Vikings job. He was mm. going to leave Michigan and go to the Vikings. Um, and all the reports are saying that he basically walked in the building as if he already had the job. Okay. And they tried to convince him like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to sit, like we need to make sure you're right, the right fit, and he's like, mm, "I'm Jim Harbaugh. I'm Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> so it, we're gonna do it my way." Um, huh. You know, and there's a lot of uh, it's a fa- kind of a fascinating story actually. Um, anyway, it led to him not getting the job, and by all reports, if they turn out to be true, it's the Rams' offensive coordinator. I forget his name. Who's probably gonna take over? Uh, for the Vikings next year. Um, But I think the way that this new younger generation of coaches is going about their business in a way where, where having a a good line of communication between, between the coaches and the players uh, that isn't like this sort of dominant power struggle type thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm the dictator, you're the subject, do what I tell you. Treat them like adults. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that to me is probably um i think that's the that that is probably the biggest change in what's happening in the NFL right now when with respect to these younger coaches well, i agree they're bringing a completely different way about going about their business i agree the i think McVeigh has kind of a it seems like we got to get we got to know him a little bit um with the hard knocks but it seems like he has a combination of it yeah it's yeah. like it's a uh, it's the the utmost type i mean i think it's great leadership where He's not treating you like that. He's telling you what we need, yeah. what we need to do to be successful. And then he's treating you like uh, an adult. And I think it makes a lot of sense, especially given the fact that we're in an era where athletes are starting to more and more realize that they need to sort of take agency over their own careers to a certain yeah. extent. You know what I mean? They're, they're, players today are so much smarter than they were uh, you know, 20 years ago when it was like, y- you should just feel lucky to be in the yeah, league exactly, yeah. uh, and do whatever it is that you have to do to stay in the league. Um, but nowadays I think players are, are much wiser to what they can like, wait a minute, hold on. I don't just work for you, but you're, you're working for me too. Exactly. Like we're, we should be working for each other. We, if we have the same common goal, I'm not saying I want to coach the team, you know, but you should treat me with a level of, of respect that yeah. I think that I deserve. Yeah, let me know more than what my job is. Yeah. What's our goal? How are we going to get there as a team? Convince me that you're not wasting my career because yeah. because on average... Three years. You know? <laughs> we got three years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I, I, I think that's... Um, Shout out to both coaches. I hated on Zach Taylor all year, but obviously he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. So I still don't I still don't have him as a top coach in the league, but he just keeps proving me wrong anyway. So that I'm sure that don't bother him at all. How do you think? Like, what what do you think as far as um? Do you think the Bengals are going to be able to survive this this defensive pass rush from the Rams? 
Nah, that's going to be the problem. That's going to be the problem yeah. is that Aaron Donald, just thinking about him, like we're talking about McVay, but McVay didn't rally the troops like he did. Mm. He rallied the troops and said they're not scoring again, and they did not score again. Right. And it, he was just, they triple teamed him one time, and he was still hot on Garoppolo's tail. Mm. Like, seeing him, and I'll be happy, he's my favorite player that's left. Mm. I'd be happiest for him if they win it all, but st- good luck stopping this guy on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Like, it's going to be about defenses because the defense, honestly, as quarterbacks are sexy and all of that, but these two defenses are what got these two teams. Also, the, the other— Especially Bengals are very underrated. They got it. Totally. Sick. But the thing that makes me a little nervous about the Bengals' defense is that I think, honestly, the, the key to the Bengals being successful on defense in this game— is going to be on a very basic level. If they manage to stop the run, then mm. they could turn the Rams' offense into a very one-dimensional offense, yeah. which puts the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands. Exactly. Now, the bad thing about that is that so it, the thing is, is that that can go one of two ways, right? Right. That can either go with Matthew Stafford throwing a bunch of picks, or it could come with him throwing for three hundred yards to Cooper Cup. Yeah. And OBJ. And OBJ, yeah. And this kid who's probably going to play for um, yeah. for uh, for the injured Higby, this Kendall Blanton guy yeah. who has been great over the last two games. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a chess match. It's going to be kind of like how that San Francisco uh, Rams game was where got some adjustments to make, you know what I mean, figure this thing out. Uh but the the Bengals, man, that DC, I'm surprised he didn't get more love. Anarumo? Yeah. Yeah, he fucking He's bounced around the league a little bit too, man. They're they're calling him the mad scientist. So the Rams, the uh, as teams do, they probably have two game plans. Mm. They have they've had two weeks to prepare for each other. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited for this for the Super Bowl. I'm I watching it live. I know you're not watching live. I'm watching it live. I think so. Here's the decision we've made. Uh oh. Call me what you will, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, my so my son has already said, you know what, fuck it, I'll just watch the highlights the day after. Damn. Uh, he's not going to stay up. Oh, you hurt my me. wife has to work the next morning, so she's like, if you and Saga stay up, like you can't make any noise. And that was when you said, oh, come over, come through and watch it with us. Uh, and then Saga and I talked about it, and we decided that we are going to go to sleep Sunday night, and we're going to wake up Monday morning. And we're not going to look at our phones. We're going to go straight to the living room, and we're going to have breakfast and watch the game. I just took the the boo sound effect off here. <laughs> it's one of the last things I did. Oh no, I didn't. You. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, <laughs> that's how I feel about your fucking. Come on, son. Yeah. Fuck that guy. No. Exactly. Huh? Uh, and even more importantly. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. <laughs> I know. The, your team, Saga. <laughs> <laughs> this is when, uh, if I was Bill Simmons, I would say, put the camera on, Kyle. <laughs> Turn the camera on. Saga, what are you doing? Your team's in the Super Bowl. There's, there's 30 other teams out there or, or fan bases out there that wishes they were where you are. Watch the shit live, man. Watch your team. You could be celebrating with your team if they win. I'll say this. There's something in me that that 
is also trying to like fight against this idea of waking up. Like I still want to stay up and watch it and I still might change my mind actually. Okay. I, I'm kind of on the fence. This isn't for you, man. This is for Saga. Yeah, I know. You all went this year for the first time as a family and you watched live. Man, that's a good argument. Your team. I, I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do and you know, I, it already f- makes a lot of sense. Yeah, man. You've been playing flip them, pick them with the family. Yes. You've been, uh, man. Your, your wife. She sends me Bengals things yeah. on Instagram. You got the Christmas presents this year. That's true. We're all football related. I see what you're trying to it's do. Coming, it's coming to a head. Who knows when's the next time one of your teams are going to be in the Super Bowl? You are very persuasive, Mr. Rollins. Yeah, man. You got to watch you. it live. You got to watch it live. <laughs> if you don't, I'll be disappointed. I'm not saying watch it live with us. I'm saying watch it live. Watch it live, at least some of it. Mm. And and celebrate quietly. That's fun, too, to be yeah. Well, everybody's sleeping. <laughs> I don't do it quiet, though. I'd scream and wake everybody up. I actually, I did it. I just did it recently with the Bulldogs. I yeah. mean, that game was in the middle of the night. Uh, and luckily, the best part of the game where we clinched the win, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife, everybody's had, up already. she yeah. had woke up, so yeah. I didn't have to be quiet at that point. Y'all got to watch this live, man. We'll my see. team won. I'm going to tell you this. My team had a, dom- a great coach and a great quarterback. They never won together the whole time. This is I'm not talking to you. I, I know you know this. I'm talking to Saga, who's listening. Yeah. My team, the Miami Dolphins, had a perfect season. The only, only team ever to have a perfect season. They're still, it's still our claim to fame. Mm. Is that we had a perfect season in 1972. Yep. I was born in 1982. Ten years later, yeah. I have never seen my team win the big game. You could, they could win this thing, and you had, I mean, and I had the be- one of the best top ten quarterbacks of all time, and you could argue that Joe Burrow is like a yeah. sort of a my a, a second coming of Dan Marino. Dan Marino <laughs> went to the Super Bowl yeah. in his rookie year or second year. I can't I remember. I think it was his second year. He went against the 49ers, who were a buzzsaw of a team, and he and they never made it back. Nope. This is your chance to see your team in the Super Bowl, and you can't hang your head if they lose. Yeah. You got to stay up and watch this game. This is a hot argument. (laughs) You got to stay up and watch this game because you don't know if there'll be another game in the future that you uh, feel like standing up and watching. You got to do it. Uh, Yeah, okay. If they win, you won't forgive yourself. We uh, obviously will revisit this conversation over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be sending voice messages to you. Listen, man. (laughs) I hope Saga's awake. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps we should wrap it up. I know it's a little anticlimactic, but we need to follow through with the end of Flip 'em and Pick 'em. Yeah, man. I think I'm out of reach. This has been Uh, a. You can call me Champ. champ. Uh, It's pretty much over. It's over. Pretty much. It's not possible, right? No, it's definitely over. I'm ahead by a lot. Yeah. Especially because you didn't really win much in the playoffs. No. You got... Demolished. Oh, my God. You only got... No, that's not true. You got some wild card games, right? Right. But then towards the end, like all the upsets fell on me. That's true. It was a wrap. Yeah, so we you're know. behind by an enormous amount. Okay. But, f- we, f- but we can still... Let's flip. Yeah. I, I, could uh, get, I could get down even more. Don't, don't count me all the way out. Who flipped? Let's see. You, you flipped. I flipped, right? And you picked. I flipped. So now you flip for the Super Bowl. All right, here we go. We're only it's only for ceremonial purposes. Uh oh, my bad. I'll flip again. 
Tails. All right. Oh, oh, he dropped it. Dropped it like Des Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> it's heads, man. Ah, uh, okay. Damn. Heads. I did not want... I'm going to defer. <laughs> You're going to defer? I'm going to defer and make you pick. Okay. Uh, well, since I'm ahead by quite a bit... Yeah, you could go ahead and pick the team you want to win. I can pick who I truly want to win. And as much as I say I'm on the fence, I really want to see the Bengals win the Super Bowl. All right. Skiff's got the Bengals, which leaves me with the Rams. I'm not upset about that. I feel like it could go either way. Uh, And I'm really looking forward to this game. Good luck to your teams if they're still in it. Congratulations (laughs) to you. Congratulations to the Rams fans and the Bengals yeah. fans. Yeah, man. No hate at all. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we get a game like that fucking Chiefs like Bills game. Like that 13-3, to three, that one. <laughs> like that uh, the last time the Rams were there. Really love the defensive battle. <laughs> yes, man. Check the tapes. That's a great game. It's great. It teaches you a lot about football. Underrated Super Bowl. <laughs> really glad I stayed up to watch that one. Yeah, man. That was one of the first ones I watched, too, with Martin and them. And all the guys are sitting there waiting on something to happen. That was that same year that the best game of the year. I was lucky enough because I was home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Rams versus the Chiefs, I think it was. Okay. I, it was a Monday night football game. Uh, it was one of the best games I'd ever seen. I was like, wow. Damn. Anyway. And I just thought when the Rams made it to the Super Bowl, I was like, here we go. Bro, this is going to be hot. Yeah. And then it was not. Because that Brian Flores is on other sidelines. That's true. And now he's on no sidelines. Defensive genius. Now he's on no sidelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he ain't getting back in Belichick's office. No. <laughs> he should. But he's like, you put screenshots and shit, man. <laughs> no. Joe Judge got a second hiring with the Patriots. Really? Yeah, they just announced it yesterday. Damn. He's coming the- back as a offensive... Damn. Assistant or something? Aww. I don't know. They created some kind of new Damn. Thing. Is Flores going to go to... Uh, you think he's going to go down to Tampa? And be Ooh. a part of the... Uh, that could be interesting. No, no, no. Not on the team. Oh. Is he going to go to the coach's fire? To- <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and then John Gruden's going to say, Hey, man, uh, let's, let's study some football. I didn't get fired for football reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you Nor did you, John. <laughs> John Gruden. We're going to study our email sending policy. <laughs> Let's work on that, boys. Yeah. Um, you were screenshotting. Bad idea. This uh, thing Flo. behind me here is called a private server. <laughs> okay. You want to store everything in there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, did you hear that, Hillary? <laughs> She's there. I was speaking to my friend Hillary Clinton about the use of a private server. It's really a smart thing to do. Just keep that in mind. And she's like, right on, Chucky. <laughs> also, I know these porn sites are free now. You should probably stay off of them. <laughs> I know. Don't delete the pictures that are sent to you from Dan Snyder. Just don't even open it at all. Mm. You should probably delete Dan Snyder's <laughs> yeah. phone number from, yeah. from your phone. Delete. Just block. Block, block Dan it. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> block Dan. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl. Um, oh, I got a thing coming out, man. 
You got a thing coming out. I got this thing coming out. I want people to check it out, man. My YouTube, for the most part, if you know about my YouTube, I react to classic Swedish music. Uh-huh. But I'm going to do a thing for the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. Where I, uh, you know, I like to make my foods that I do. Yep. And I happen to know one of the top chefs in Sweden. Oh, right. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and uh, Ludwig Schönemo is uh, is his name. And he, uh, we got together and I made... Three of my uh, Super Bowl foods or my pregame foods, mm-hmm. and he put a spin on it. Mm. Some of the, man, it's amazing. So nice. we filmed it, and we're gonna put it out on a Saturday. Very cool. So go to my YouTube and check that out. Me and uh, LT, as I call him, I'm gonna yeah. have to see that. Yeah, it was really cool. He took my the three things he did were the fried chicken, the the chicken poppers. Yeah. Uh, he did his his spin on his take on that. My seven layer dip. Yeah. And my macaroni and cheese balls. Which are delightful. Yeah, well, they can reach another level. I'll tell you that. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. That's and really cool. I'm hoping we could do more stuff together because... That's really cool. He could put spins on everything. Maybe he could do your chili. You know what I'm saying? Like so much stuff. It's, it's unlimited possibilities, but we could talk off mic on that. Mm. Thank you all for checking out this episode of SpinFL. Don't forget that you can uh, support us on uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash SpinFL. We try to do cool stuff there. We're going to be making some bets, too, if you want to check that out. You can go check us out there. And, uh, yeah, that's it, man. This season is coming to a close. We'll be back to talk up, wrap up the Super Bowl and all of that. And uh, thank you all for checking this episode out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip Musara. And we'll holla at y'all. Peace. Later, y'all. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns